Wave pool technology is progressing at a rapid rate as commercial surf parks open up all around the world. I'm your host, Brian Dickerson, editor at Wave Pool Mag. And together we'll explore this amazing new landscape by talking to the dreamers, developers, engineers, and everyone making this space happen. These are the personalities who are defining the breadth and scope of artificial wave making today. Welcome to the Wave Pool Mag podcast. Okay, welcome to the Wave Pool Mag podcast. I'm excited today. My guests are Greg Champion and Ikaika Kaulu Kukui. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, we're here at the lineup on Oahu. And Greg's role is as manager. And Ikaika's role is a uh, surf coach. Surf. Well, what, t- tell, tell our audience about uh, what you do here. Yeah, I mean, I came on just as to operate the, the surf pool. Like surf, just anything surf operations, anything touching the pool is uh, me and uh, my partner, Julia, just try to run the show. And get it, yeah, get, keep people in the water, keep them yep. safe, keep yep. them uh, progressing. Mm-hmm. I know you gave me some tips today. Thank you. That was super helpful. Oh, if all I did, all I did was just remind you things that you already knew. <laughs> That's a very humble way to to put it. And uh, Greg, what's what exactly do you do here? My role, I'm the general manager, so I run the entire operations. Um, so all the buildings, um, all the business units here in the at the lineup at Waikai fall under me. Okay. So that and how many uh, how many people are you watching out? Over, over um, here. I have roughly uh, eight directors, or actually nine with, with Julia, but um, and uh, about 230 employees. So it's 230 employees. That's that's a large operation. For, Big group. We get for, a strong team. Yeah, so, yeah. You, I think of it like that scene in Lion King where Mufasa is showing Simba, <laughs> and he's like, everything the light touches. <laughs> is Greg that light? Yeah, he sits at the lookout. He's like, everything that you see from here, this is... This is my kingdom. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. During our visit, the, just in our conversations earlier, I, I wanted to do a podcast with you because um, this is a really unique venue in several ways. It's the largest uh, city wave, rapid wave pool. Skip from Sir Park Management has all put it together. He's, he's always running around doing stuff. There's the F and B side to it, you know, kind of straight up business. But the story here that I found really interesting is that we're in Hawaii. The irony of <laughs> going, you know, surfing a man-made wave, you know, just miles from where surfing was basically given to the world is is really interesting. And uh, within the community too, you're kind of halfway between North Shore, South Shore. So tell me with the lineup at Waikai. How did you go about making making this happen so that you know you 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 serve your investors, you serve the company, you serve your employees, and most importantly, you you serve the community? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, it, it definitely it was challenging and it took a team effort. Uh, we, you know, in the beginning we took we definitely took some lumps. On, on the head um, about opening an artificial wave, um, a wave park in, in Hawaii. Um, there was a lot of whys. There was a lot of, you know, rumbling in the community about it, but we've really kind of overcome that. And it has a lot to do with our community and our staff. And we, 
myself, Ikaika, you know, both, you know, we're, we live on the West side, uh, Ikaika being from Nanakuli, he can tell you a little bit more about his history after, you know, but we brought on a, a really great core group of employees who resonate with not only within the community, but within the surf community. And we have some, some, some guys that, you know, guys like Jason Shibata, who are, who's on our surf coach, he's one of our surf coaches, Ikaika himself and Jules, you know, we brought out the entire Eva Beach Surf Club and almost hired them all. Guys like Macy and Charlie Boy and we just some really, really big hitters in the surf community here in Eva, not just in the surf community, but in Eva and then on the west side. And, and that that sort of speaks volumes. Um, uh, Hawaii in general is, is all about the community um, that you reside in, um, where you're from and, and how you represent yourself. Um, and I feel like we represented ourselves and the surf community the right way. We brought in the right guys and, and, and built a team that was strong, that had legitimate ties into not only the, the, the local resident community, but the surf community. And, and we proved ourselves. And then City Wave proved itself. You know, the, the, these rivers, we have the best surfers in the world in Hawaii. I mean, I might be biased because I live in Hawaii, but <laughs> the, we, you know, I, I, would, I would challenge our, our crew against any City Wave surf crew um, coming out. And, uh, and <laughs> these guys got on this wave and tore it up. And they, the one thing they said is, we're hooked and this is legitimate and this is a great training wave. So the advanced surfers, really, really, we, you know, really um, got addicted to this wave really quickly. And, and they are training hard when there's no waves here uh, in Hawaii, which we've recently went through a flat spell. Uh, we're just seeing some, some top pros here in Hawaii surfing. And, and uh, those people just draw a crowd um, on any given day here. You know, like last week we had Kelly Slater here. We've had Carissa Moore here. Yeah, I just saw Nathan Fletcher and his crew. Chris, Man, Christian Hosoi. Christian Hosoi's here. Like, that's that's so, wild. So, Ikaika, can you, can you speak to that element? I mean, having grown up here and surfing and yeah. connection to the, the surf community. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the, the really special thing about the surf community here is it's, I mean, I don't know if people talk about localism here and in Hawaii and back in the days with the Hui and the Black Shores and with the Wolfpack and like how kind of the culture was around this whole like very exclusive just aspect of surfing. And it, it's cool to see, like Greg is saying, we have all these guys that come in like, like just touching on Jason Shibata. Like I had a poster of Jason on my wall when I was, <laughs> and he graduated with my cousin. So I like the level of separation for, me growing up here and a lot of these like surfing heroes that I had very close. Like I, the analogy I always use is big Kobe fan growing up, love the Lakers, but I never in a million years would have run into Kobe at the basketball court. Like I never would have rolled up at the park and been like, Oh, Kobe, what's up? Whereas here I can, I can go to the beaches. I live in Waialua now, which is like the West side of the North shore. But like I, I can go to the beach now at any given day and like Slater will be there. Like the, the goat, you know, like I'm never going to see, Le there. I'm never going <laughs> to see LeBron at like, you know, there's, it's yeah, just like yeah. this crazy, like mind boggling thing. And because of the way our surf community is it, everyone just shows up and this pool has given the opportunity for a lot of, I mean, I'll say it like my heroes to like show up at our pool and surf and gather up and, 
you see these like renewed friendships again because you know they don't i mean i have a lot of friends that i don't see if there's no waves okay and so there's a lot of that kind of relationship in surfing as well so and so so before before it opened did you think that would be the case um before people were surfing when they do you think oh it's going to be here but it's just going to be touristy i think personally i mean yeah i was a little skeptical and i a big reason i came onto the project was i wanted to kind of have have a part in being a positive force with this pool i think too with anything nowadays like there's always going to be some kind of like negativity surrounding anything like even if we were just giving toys away to kids all day someone would have like some problem with it you know <laughs> so and i think it before we opened you know we opened the pool and just initial testing of it kind of lit all of us up we're like yeah. whoa like i'd never ridden i'd ridden a standing wave once and i mean it was fun but it's not it, it's different and so to be able to see all of us and how quickly we caught on to it and how much yeah. fun we are having was great but then to have these we had groups from surf communities all over the island like the eva beach guys we had the makaha coot coming we had a bunch of guys from the north shore we had a bunch of guys from town like show up and to see them also grasp onto that and be like wow this is like i don't know guys that i feel like if i looked at the wrong way would have yelled at me in the lineup are like we're like shaking hands like hanging out having fun it's like it yeah. blew my mind and just everyone was so pumped whether you like really sucked on the wave or you were ripping from the first couple waves everybody was pumped yeah I, I would have to agree with them when i saw the guys when we all got together and started riding this wave and i saw all the crew their light their eyes lit up we all turned into instant groms and yeah. just started having fun and even now we'll, we'll have a few staff sessions at night and it's really a highlight of my week and you know it's just the like culture that we've we've kind of built here not only with the staff but you've probably seen it today when you're so close to the action here you're sitting on top of the surfer and people are actually seeing what some of these really advanced guys are doing um you know the 360s and you know pulling these airs and the spins and stuff and you're sitting right on top of some of these guys and everyone's you know yelling and hooting and hollering and cheering everyone on and it's it's a really great environment it's a great environment not only for the pros but also for the families we have a lot of Fathers bringing their kids out, mothers bringing their kids out. Um, you know, it, it's sort of this cheat code to surfing because you get a lot of time on the wave. You know, whenever you get, you never get a minute and a half on a wave, you know. And oh. Here you're getting 10 minutes, 20 minutes of wave surfing time. And it's, it's amazing. You're exhausted after. So, in, so, so you, it sounds like you almost got lucky, like you built the wave and people have come to it. And I mean, were you surprised by the way people warmed up to it uh, once you were open? Honestly, yeah, a little bit at first. It's just a lot of people are just so, like I was saying, like the surf community, I don't know, a lot of surfers, a lot of us are like very stubborn. We're stuck in our way. So anything that just differs from what the norm is, is already going to be. There's, I mean, going from, like, if you look at surf history, like going from glass on fins, to like removable, that was like a huge thing. Like, oh, what yeah. should I do? Or yeah. I I'll see sometimes people ask me for wax randomly. I'll be like, Oh, I have sticky bumps. Like, Oh, I don't use sticky bumps. Like I like, <laughs> I only use sex wax or yeah, I only use this. Yeah. So, and so to bring in something so different, but so this, like so similar, 
to see, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't expect everyone, I knew it'd be fun. I was like, these guys are gonna have fun no matter what. Like surfing, yeah. surfing in any iteration is still gonna be fun. But to see how people have grasped onto it and how, like, I mean, there's guys that I see here almost more than I'm here. And I'm, I'm here all the time. <laughs> yeah, we're here, you know? And so it's, it's the, there's almost like a, this is like the hangout spot. Like what he was saying, just spectating wise, like there's guys I know that come, not even with the intention of surfing, they just come to watch. I mean, my mom, 70 years old, does not surf. And she was just having a good time just watching. Yeah, we saw her today. She was just hanging out, just watching people surf. So it's, I, I tell my, my crew, like, hey, this is our glass box. Like, this is our, like, aquarium. Like, we're in the aquarium and people are watching us. But it, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what makes it so special. Like, for instance, right now, while we're recording this, there's a contest on the TV and we're seeing like a close-up view, but if you were at the beach watching this, you're hundreds, like if not like meters, hundreds of meters away. So you can't see, they look like little blimps if you're on the beach, but from here, there's, you can only be, it's right there. Okay. So in, in building this uh, glass box for people to come watch surfing, bond over, I mean, wave pools are notoriously fun. People, the lineups are some of the happiest places. Everyone's just having a good time. Did you anticipate that this glass box would work this way? You know, yeah. from, from my perspective, I come from a different perspective, you know, being the general manager, you know, I have, I'm, I'm sitting overlooking everything, but back to this question and the former question, you know, once I, you know, Skip and working with Skip and Kate in sport, sports park management, um, you know, they, they knew I was, I lived, I was out here on the West side and they, they really allowed me a lot of control in building the team. And uh, when I put the team together that we, we have now, I, I knew it was something special. Um, okay. I, I really did knew, I knew it was something special. We had the right pieces in place and everyone bought into it and they still buy into it. And they're all a part of the success. And if we have a problem or a challenge, we're a part of that as well. You know, we spent a lot of time as a team building chemistry opening this place with hard hats and yeah. and then that transitioned into the pool and once the pool was built you know we were you know just turning you know making sure tightening up all, tightening up all the bolts on the pool and just making sure it was functional and that built a lot of chemistry and you know, built a lot of buy-in um I, I knew right off the bat that we were going to be chemistry wise and, and and the team we had we were we were going to have some immediate successes well, it, well and even to touch on that real quick like that buy-in portion is other thing that I do love about surfers is surfing is very honest. Like you can't sugarcoat anything. And, and that's kind of why just going back to what he's saying, like we knew that this was going to work because the team that we have. And one thing I really love about the leadership team we have is no one's going to sugarcoat anything. Like if, if this was something that wasn't going to work, if not one of us, all of us were going to say it. And so there hasn't really even been a need to buy in because we've all been able, like, I mean, we're, we're doing stuff that's not part of our job description, but we're just kind of, everyone was on board to just do whatever you needed to do to make everything come together. And that, that really strengthened the bond of the, and it, I think it's a trickle down. Like if the leadership doesn't believe in the product or the experience or whatever you want to call it, the employees aren't going to believe in it. And that it really, tr I mean, I've worked at jobs where I've had managers who are just like, ah, whatever, I'm just here for the paycheck. But yeah. for a lot of us, I mean, that's kind of the complaint. So like my girlfriend guess is like, you're there too much. It's like, well, 
because I want to be here. I like believe in this and I want to like be with my staff. Like I want to be with the leadership. Yeah. Like there's. Okay. So, so going back, Greg, to um, opening the, the lineup at Waikai, you know, there's a saying, uh, adversity builds, strengthens relationships. And I know surf parks, wave pools are notoriously fraught with uh, delays, hurdles, challenges in a, in a diplomatic term. So do you think what you faced opening up helped everyone kind of like get together? Like there was some gestalt where we have to all work together and, and, and make this happen? Yeah, I do. I, I, you know, we, we had some challenges. We had some opening challenges. We had a few delays on our opening date, but that, that, that's kind of, that's common sometimes with um, construction. But so we rolled back our opening date a few times, a few days. And um, it, it kind of put things, you know, we, we were set to open and then, you know, maybe something happened and we were planned to open two weeks later. And then I think it happened twice. Um, and so we rolled back our opening almost a month from, I think it was February 10th at first and we ended up opening March 25th. And yeah. that, that took a toll on a lot of us because we were stretched then, you know, we were operating, we would get to, you know, what we thought was the finish line to opening and then we would have to delay a little bit. And everyone was putting in their all to get, you know, tables and chairs and standard operating procedures and, you know, employment and training and all that stuff in, in place. And, and then, you know, we had to take our foot off the gas and, and yeah, so it was taxing and, you know, but I stayed with the employees and I, I told them, I, you know, I was honest. I said, you guys, this job isn't for everyone and it's going to be hard. Um, opening a business is, is a very, is challenge and, and, and we, you know, we all have to stick together and work together and, and we're all in the same, same storm, so to speak, you know, and um, they, they bought into it. And I think that, you know, this leads into a, a conversation that may be longer than this, this, this conversation. But one of the things that's special about sports surf parks, I believe is there comes a time in a surfer's career when they're either, they're really good. Like some of these guys out here, they're, they're top surfers. They, they're may, they're not going to compete anymore, right? They get to an, either an age or a, a level that they're just, they're just not going to make these contests or, or they have to decide on what's next for their career. And, or there, something happens in their life. Um, you know, the great thing about surf parks is also is that we can further a surfing career. We can make, we met, we're making professions out of surfing and we're taking kids in the community now who can look at this park, work here at a young age, work through the ranks. Um, you know, Ikaika himself started as a surf instructor and now he's the director of surf. And, you know, I, I don't know what his career is going to pan out to be, uh, you know, in, in 10 or 20 years from now, but it's bright. And, uh, and it's continuing in something he loves and surf parks have a lot to do with it. Um, and I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's teaching people about business. It's teaching, you know, they, they get to surf. They, they're getting very technical with surfing, like talking about fin sizes and shapes and board shapes and tail sizes and rails and, you know, volumes. And I mean, all kinds of stuff you really don't talk too much about at some point in your life, you, you lose the technicality of surfing. And, yeah. you know, now we're all back in it. Our families are back in surfing, our kids, and it's a, it's a, it's a really great opportunity for the surf industry. So, the, and going back to that within the community, you're an employer in the area, but you still had to, had to convince people that this is a good thing for uh, Eva Beach and, and the area. And during that process, I mean, now we're, we're seeing kids are showing up for summer camp. You've got people doing stand-up paddle. It's it's busy. It, it seems to really be working. 
what were what were some of your bigger challenges in getting to this point like with within the community something and i ask you that you know not just to put you on the spot but just because a lot of our listeners they're doing their own wave pools their own surf park yeah, projects yeah. and uh you know many have challenges similar to yours you know Hawaii is a little bit different than maybe a development on the mainland uh, in the aspect that uh, there's some sensitivities out here to to development. We, we live on an island, so we don't have that much land. And some of this land is considered sacred land. And, you know, there's there's also the, 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 the neighborhood like Eva Beach that you operate in. And you have to have respect for that land. And you have to you have to uh, to work with people who are from here and who know the history and you have to learn. And that's one thing is you gotta be a good listener and you gotta work with people who are from the area. You know, some of the biggest challenges we have, um, put, I'm gonna put aside development, you know, development is, an, is, another, is another issue, but like the water usage, um, we went through some false information on how much water we were using. And, you know, here in Hawaii, we're going through some local things with some water mismanagement and, we that mismanagement through the through the local community and the media has really kind of tied us into that and and we're not a part of it so we had to do some you know communicating and listening um we were going to out to some of the local local communities and and listening to what their concerns were and then you know trying to to tell our end of the story and the you know what we thought were our truths and 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 then sort of reverse some of that misinformation. You know, we have a 52 acre lagoon um, sitting in front of our surf park. Our pool is only 30 meters, but our lagoon is 52 acres, which is really big. It's actually the biggest enclosed body of water, I think on Oahu, if mm -hmm. not in the state. And yeah. a lot of people thought we were building the surf park in the lagoon. That's where it started. And then it, you know, got into, you know, the freshwater usage and we, you know, it blew up on how much water we were actually using. And, and then once we opened and people really kind of saw how small our surf pool is, we're, you know, they were calling us the world's largest surf park, but we were the, in the, the technicality is we're the largest city wave wave. We're the largest standing wave, standing wave yeah. um, which is a hundred feet. Um, you know, by, by comparison, we're a small surf park. And um, so we just had to get over some of those hurdles. And once we were able, and, and I think it pushing back our opening date had a lot to do with it because we weren't able to pre-market because we didn't want to market and open state an opening date and then that not yeah. happen. So we yeah. waited to the last minute to market and then push out any information about our park. So it kind of kind of set us back a little bit. But now that the community's here, we have farmers markets that the community come to that that's really embraced, and we have all these you know weekly events that the community come here and they Eva Beach is dying for that and. And they love it. People tell us all the time where they're just so happy that we're open and, okay. and they and really what, love it. So, so in that process, what has surprised you the most? What has been the most surprising positive aspect of uh, opening and being in the community? The, how quickly they embraced us. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that once they came here, and, and most everyone has basically said, wow, this exceeds my expectations. I, I didn't know this was going to be that nice and or... I didn't think this wave was going to be that fun. <laughs> it's addicting. Um, I think the addiction of the wave is is a big, big, you know, big thing. Um, and Ikaika, did you see that with the uh, in the surf community, kind of the skepticism oh, sweetened? Yeah, to, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, like I was saying earlier, like a lot of a lot of my heroes have been surfing. And so and if anything, the one thing about the older generation is skepticism. Like everyone's a little skeptical of I mean, of the Slater pool of like these Waco, like the pool in Waco, like the pool urban surf that we were talking about earlier. Like there's all these any I mean, just any kind of pool. It's like, oh, well, how is this going to replicate? But a lot of them came and tried the pool and they were like, wow, like this is actually super fun. I'm going to buy a 10 pack. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to keep coming. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and a lot of it, I think too, goes to show just product itself. I mean, yes, we, we did a lot of marketing. We did a lot of trying to get the word out, but a lot, especially here, like a term we use here in Hawaii is coconut wireless and mm-hmm. this whole idea of word of mouth. And so we just needed like, we just need to get people in to try the wave and that's going to spread like wildfire. If the wave sucked, people would know. <laughs> You'd find out pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like gossip anywhere. Like, but in this case, the gossip was good. And I think the other, the other thing I'd like to touch on with the community aspect is like when we were hiring just specifically our surf crew, we were purposely trying to find crew from this area. I'd say a majority of the crew that we have helping out in the pool they're from eva beach or from the west side like surrounding areas and i think too with like a traffic aspect eva's kind of a hard place to get to if you're not from near here so it's cool to think that a lot of a lot of our crew myself included are from this area like this is so there's a lot of pride in where you're from and working where you're from and so it's like cool to see especially like when i i mean i'm from the west side I spent a lot of time in high school on the east side of the island. I've lived on the North Shore and where I live now. And so for me, I never felt like I really had a beach. Like I wasn't specifically like from a certain beach or from a certain area. I just kind of like claimed, I claimed the island, you know, like I'm from here. And so there's a lot of these surfers from these different beaches that I've always looked up to, especially on this side of the island. And my crew knows these guys like intimately like they're like oh that's my uncle or like oh this is like my neighbor or something like those kind of things happen because we did our best to try and outsource from the community rather than and that's what happens too there's a big fear that we're going to be hiring guys from the mainland or we're going to be bringing this or that and so it's just very intentional and like like greg was saying trying to get people from the area that know the area and like yeah there's a lot of pride in that so it's, it's like a cool aspect that so you mentioned that we, we all know Hawaii is a unique case just in, in terms of culture and, and surfing and, and, and community. Is there anything from your experience here that you could consider to be a universal application to surf parks and say Kansas, mainland, you know, America or elsewhere? Certain things uh, like, I don't know, code, mission statement, however you want to phrase it, that is applicable elsewhere i mean uh, surfing's a pretty universal language yeah like if you look at just like the world tour in general it's like oh, there's so many radically different nations that are being that are being represented you know like america brazil japan australia like there's all and then within those countries there's all these different cultures and so i think surfing and you can see from city wave specifically like they have pools all over the world you know here japan yeah. United States, all over Europe. And the, the common thread is surfing. 
surfing is just kind of a universal language of its own. And I would, you know, from my perspective, you know, we, this place was built from, from the ground up and there's a lot of development, development issues and challenges that come into play. Um, That's again, I could bog you down with, you know, any kind of construction, you know, challenges or roadblocks we went into. And that's part of my background is, you know, asset management and kind of understanding, understanding build outs and, you know, how that side works. But there's a lot of things that come in as perspective for success. I mean, even down to the music you play and when you play it um, in your bar or uh, around the surf pool. We want this to be an open place for families and, and young kids. Um, so we select, you know, the music, you know, we play a lot of island music here and uh, Hawaiian and, and then and as the night goes on, we transition to different kind of, different kind of music. And then late at night, there's, you know, we have, you know, our bars open from 10, it might be, you know, hip hop or something in the mm-hmm. bar, we have DJs and stuff, but just, just going the extra mile to look at the details and, and making it an open space for the community that you live in. Um, and whether it be, you know, young families or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, recognizing that and programming around, you know, settings that make people welcome is important. And we do things like Taco Tuesdays and Wahini Wednesdays and Throwback Thursdays. And, you know, we have our Friday and Saturday night bar selections. And so we really try to program throughout the week and our camps and things that make everyone kind of feel welcome, you know, whether it be young kids to intermediate younger kids or intermediate surfers to advanced surfers and, 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 and making them feel welcome. So there's a lot of meetings that go on in the background, planning out the, the, the scene um, and, and making sure that everyone kind of feels welcome and the culture is there and the safe open environment. I, th- I think that's important too, because it's a lot of time spent on not, it's not just about surfing. We don't just turn the wave on and everyone comes, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's hours and hours and hours that are spent in the background of our team planning this stuff out and, and being meticulous about the details that people don't really recognize or see, um, yeah. but it happens in the background. And I think it's very important. Even the food, you know, we're, we're always trying to dial in our menu and uh, the music and the lights and, you know, all that comes into play and, and creates this, this, this ambiance that's welcoming. Okay. Do you think you yeah. say the vibe? The, the vibe. vibe. <laughs> Do you think people, there's, I'm discovering there's so much uh, back work that went into it from planning the music to, you know, training your, your surf coaches and connecting with the community here is, um, do you, do you think that goes unnoticed? Do you think people can see that? I mean, to an extent, I'm sure that some of it just, you don't really, if you don't see how the bread's made, you know, that kind of whole adage, I probably said it wrong, but it's, so I think it's sausage. Is it the sausage? sausage yeah. <laughs> wow, should have known. No, but um, th- that's a little more negative. I, I understand what you. Yeah. But it, I mean, and I think too, a lot of folks maybe just don't think of it. They don't think about the, the hours. I mean, a lot of the big question that I get when I meet people here is they always ask us how long were we since we opened. Yeah. But they don't know like the work that we'd put in prior. So for me, I started this job back in January. We didn't open until the end of March. So there's like this time that's like passed before we were even open that, I mean, I'm not going to tell someone like, oh, well, you know, I started in January. It's, it's like we did open in March. So the, the public scope is we opened in March. So that's right. like all oh, that's mm-hmm. that's when time started. 
Okay, so that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and but. and I would say too, there's there are people too that we aren't even talking about that you know deserve more credit too, and you know the team at Sports Park Management or Surf Park Management. I'm sorry, um, Skip and you know, Kate. Skip and Kate. Yeah. You know Malcolm and Paula. There there are four individuals um, that have unique experiences and you know marketing, um, programming, and producing and f and b and retail and and they they did years of work prior to this um on paper yeah. and putting the performance together and and uh and, and planning out the budgets and and planning out this dream and and then they gave you know we we brought the dream to life um for them uh our team did and and they're working really hard alongside us too so you know we really had a good you know management team uh, above us um guiding us and and laying out the the blueprints for this property um, and that really helped us out well. So, you know, a lot of credit goes to them as well. You know, Surf Park Management did a lot of, a lot of hard work and they're, they're really bright individuals and, and they, did the, they deserve a lot of credit for that as well. Um, and they gave us the um, empowerment to, to, to bring this dream to life. Okay, right on. And as, as we close out, I would love to, to put you both on the spot as I, as I do. And... <laughs> You have one piece of advice to give to someone opening a wave pool. One piece of advice. What what would it be? Whether it's like from construction or food and beverage, employees, location, community, you only you you have to choose one. <laughs> so what is the pinnacle of advice? The one thing. I we know there's like tons more to it. There's more to the iceberg. Below I mean, the surface, but if there's one thing that yeah. you had to uh, pick, my team—I'm always a team guy, um, and it's all about putting the right team together. If you put the strongest team in place, then it'll it, things will all happen. And we, like I said, we have the absolute best team on the planet, and it's it's the core of our success. Absolutely, hundred percent. Our team happiness and our team chemistry and the the team we put together is is amazing. Best team I've ever worked with. Right. Ikaika. Oh man, you took mine. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Um I don't know. I, I'm I'm a I'm a little things guy, like details. I, I think it's important to have the big picture in mind, but the little things are what's gonna make or break things more than you think. And so like a I mean, just from my my point of view, like a big thing for us is has been equipment and just kind of dialing in equipment and making sure that we're appeasing, you know, the, the wider spectrum of the crowd. So I guess my piece of advice would just be to try to dial in all that stuff before you don't assume, just take your time to do the research and think of it more so not from your perspective, but try to thinking of like boards, for instance, like thinking of boards that are going to appeal to the masses more so than what you would like. Like, I think if I had gone into this, it's like, Hey, I'm just going to get the boards that I like, because this is the way I surf. It, it really doesn't matter what, what I do. It's more about the guests that come through and surf. It's about the people who are experiencing it, not me. And so I think that would be just, I mean, a piece of advice I would pass on. Is that's, that's great advice. Dial it in. That's great. Yeah. And it, it's been so fun to have you both, here and be able to ask you these questions. You know, we have Greg from the 
management, food and beverage, hospitality side, and then Ikaika from just the core surf side. And uh, it's it's a wonderful confluence of, of, of two two different uh, work backgrounds. So th- thank thank you for joining. Thank yeah. you for having us. This has been great. Really stoked you're able to take time out and um, and, yeah, and sit good. down and, and talk for a bit because I good. know you got to go back go back to work after this. <laughs> yeah, so, I, know. I, I just appreciate you, you. I just appreciate you saying that I'm core. That's I mean that's all I ever wanted. I just want to be a core guy. Yeah, I know this will be delayed, but as we're speaking, I think Kelly's probably suiting up and going to yeah. get on the wave. Coming right back about from now. his golf he's, game. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think There's, he's going to surf tonight. So when we stop the con- podcast, uh, Kelly Slater is going to be up there. Yeah, we're going to go watch Kelly and, and Nathan and all the, all no, the boys. I missed him last time. I'm not missing him today. <laughs> going to go rip it up. It was good seeing you rip it up today on the wave, too. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I, like to see, I, like the, I like to see people being out the bodyboards, too. Yeah, I saw you yeah. a couple times on the bodyboard. Yeah, legs gave out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens, yeah. Okay, right Thank on. you. Thanks, guys. Thank you.